Friends, the famous late television evangelist Billy Graham, in an interview once talking about Pope St. John Paul II, said this about him, he lived like, a, he lived like his master, the good shepherd, he died like his master, the good shepherd. Trying to talk about the legacy of this great Pope, St. John Paul II, this is what late Billy Graham, in his own spirituality, was a great leader, was a was great evangelist. Today the church talks about, celebrates the Good Shepherd. Jesus, and the good shepherds after him. The church today also, very importantly, celebrates 57th World Day to Pray for Vocations. Such beautiful connection there, praying for vocations and celebrating the good shepherd of our hearts, Jesus Christ, and the shepherds of our souls. Calling us to pray for vocation means the church, church of God calls each one of us, each one of us to pray for vocations to the priesthood, diaconate, consecrated life, and to pray for each one of us in our own vocation. Because the entire Christian community shares the responsibility of fostering vocations in families and in the church. Moses was a great shepherd leader. There is a Jewish lovely legend that talks about and explains why God chose Moses to be the leader of his people. This is how it goes. When Moses was feeding the flock, the sheep of his father-in-law Jethro in the wilderness, a young lamb just ran away. And Moses followed the lamb, and this lamb went to the nearby creek to drink water. And Moses, when he got up there, he said to the lamb, I didn't know you were running to get the water. You were thirsty. Now that you have drunk the water, you must be weary. And he took the lamb put it on his shoulders and led it back, led it back to the flock. God, the legend continues, was amazed by the action of Moses. And so, because he led a sheep, a lamb of a flock of another man to its fold, God chose Moses, the legend says, to lead his own flock, the people of Israel. Friends, on this Good Shepherd Sunday, the powerful image of Jesus as the gate, as the door, comes to mind very vividly. And we are so sensitive to doors now to make sure they are sanitized, they, we don't touch them often. Corinne and Jaime here at St. John's, constantly they are making sure that our doorknobs and, you know, door handles are all clean because of what's going on around. 
But Jesus is the door, is the gateway for our spiritual well-being, for our spiritual life. In the Old Testament, this image was very vivid, also in the New Testament. Right from the book of Genesis, in fact, it's talking about the Good Shepherd. Genesis 49 says this, Joseph was saved by the power of the Mighty One of Jacob, by the Shepherd, the Rock of Israel, the God of our fathers. Such an imagery of the shepherd was used by Moses, was used by so many other prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, uh, Amos. David used it extensively in the book of Psalms. The image of the Lord as our shepherd, Psalm 23 was our response this morning. Then we have other Psalms, for example, Psalm Psalm 77, he is our God, we are his people, the sheep of his flock. Then Ezekiel, Isaiah, as I said, they talk so much about, I myself will shepherd them. God talking about, he taking care of his sheep. The first reading, right, this This first homily of Peter, he gets 3,000 people converted, right? 3,000 people baptized. Seriously, I don't talk about that. I have not achieved even 100, right? Not even 10, or not even 5 maybe. Well, I've done some baptisms, right, in my priestly vocation in the last 24 years. Lots of babies, a lot of adults too, baptized, but not like Peter. In his one homily, he calls people to repentance. I want to talk about him. Not that I don't want to. Right? We have to talk about what a great gift of grace in people's hearts that are converted and that come to faith. 3,000 people were baptized on one day after Peter's homily. It's incredible. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit. But let's talk more about the second reading, which is a letter from Peter, he talks beautifully about the connection to the shepherd. The shepherd reference is very evident in the epistle we heard today and links well to the gospel of today. To quote Peter's epistle, he himself bore our sins in his body upon the cross, so that free from sin, We might live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you had gone astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and the guardian of your soul. The shepherd and guardian of your soul. How powerful is that? Shepherd and guardian of our soul is Jesus Christ. So Peter makes three contrasts. I want to talk about it real quick. Between Jesus, what he suffered, and his surprising response. Insulted, he did not return with insult. He suffered, but he did not threaten. 
between Jesus and us, he bore our sins. By his wounds, we were healed. And between our former condition, we went astray like sheep. And then the shepherd brought us back. The shepherd and guardian of our souls brought us back by the sacrifice he offered on the cross for us. Think about the gospel. Gospel talks about, Jesus himself talks about him as the door, as the gateway to eternal life. You know, the context is important. You might be thinking Jesus is talking to his disciples and apostles. Yes, of course, he always does. But here, the context is he's talking to the Pharisees when he had just healed a man on a Sabbath and the Pharisees were questioning him how he did it. That he does not come from God because a godly person would have kept the Sabbath. And Jesus is trying to prove to them that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. And he says, I am the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. And then the gospel you hear today. So Jesus also is telling them, there are many voices my sheep hears, but it does not listen to them. It listens to the voice of the one true shepherd, Jesus Christ. Because, Jesus says, there are false shepherds who are only thinking about themselves, putting their lives first and their needs first instead of the needs of the sheep, of the flock. And that is why Jesus coming into the world changes that. He dies for us. He gives his life for us. And with that context, Jesus tells us that he is the gateway to the sheepfold and that he lays down his life for us, just like a shepherd in human context would protect the sheep. Jesus, our Lord and shepherd, teacher and master, Lord and Christ, as Peter describes him in the first reading, Messiah and anointed one, Messiah anointed one, and God who has come into this world, has come to free us from sin and damnation. He claims to be God before the Pharisees, contrasting himself as true good shepherd from them who are unfaithful shepherds of their flock. If you want to get this much more clearer, think about the Second Vatican Council document, Lumen Gentium, Paragraph 6 says about the church in Christ as sheepfold and shepherd. Let me read that. The church is a sheepfold whose one and indispensable door is Christ. It is the flock of which God himself foretold and foretold he would be shepherd and whose sheep, although ruled by human shepherds, are never, nevertheless continuously led and nourished by Christ 
himself the good shepherd and the prince of the shepherds who gave his life for his sheep. What does that tell us? That the church is the sheepfold, all of us sheepfold. Christ is the shepherd. He is the gateway to lead us to our eternal salvation, to the eternal life that the Father God has promised us. So by identifying himself with the sheep gate, Jesus gives us this assurance that whoever enters through his gate, through his door, will be safe and will be cared for. Will be safe and will be cared for. Jesus is the living door that leads us to our Father God, to our Father's house, to our Father's family. The door into the Father's safety, into the Father's fullness of life. That's the gate Jesus is talking about. So, friends, through our baptism, we have embraced this life. Through our baptism, we have embraced this life. And in our own profession, too, we have embraced this life. Think about for our own lessons today, who are shepherds today? Yes, priests, bishops, cardinals, Pope Francis, men and women in consecrated religious life. Yes, who else? Our parents, our shepherds, right? Our teachers, our shepherds. Our doctors and nurses, our caregivers, our shepherds. Those that provide us for our essential needs, they have responsibility over us. They are our shepherds today. And they're caring for us. They're giving their lives, risking their lives for us in so many situations. And we all have responsibility to be dedicated to our sheep, to be dedicated to people in our care, whether priests, whether parents, whether teachers, whether doctors, nurses, professionals in different walk of life. We have a responsibility to follow after the heart of Jesus, whether we are spiritual people or non-spiritual people, religious people or non-religious people. This, in, this vocation, the profession calls us to follow that kind of life that Jesus invites us. And it is my hope that we will embrace this call from Christ, our one true shepherd, to work selflessly, to give selflessly, to think about the other more than myself. Especially in this time when we, our families all hunkered together in homes, what an opportunity to live with patience, to suffer patiently as uh, St. Peter in his letter says, suffering patiently, for good things that are to come. And this is an opportunity for us to set an example to our children so that they can see in us the life of Christ, the Good Shepherd. And while we pray and while we set an example to them, we can be an example 
of good shepherds to them, example, of, example to inspire them to follow the Lord, inspire them in a vocation to the priesthood, consecrated life. You never know. Vocations we know are born in families. They don't fall from top. They're born in families. And this is an opportunity for all of us to pray for vocations, to identify certain members of our families that may be more drawn to this vocation. Vocation is our response to God's call and our response to love. It is our decision to the call of God, our response to God, God's call. So identify your families. Encourage your children to follow the Lord. Pray and set an example of love and respect, care and mercy. And in this way, vocations will be born in our families because you are the one true good shepherd after our shepherd Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit.